This week's episode is brought to you by Beverly Hills Orthodontics, brightening smiles with the -the state-of-the-art technology and Invisalign since 2008. Love yourself, love your smile. You can find them on Instagram at Beverly Hills Ortho or online at www.beverlyhillsortho.com. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. On today's episode, we have Jessica Selfridge, a social media community manager at the social media company, The Social Floor. Jessica started off as a pre-med student at UCLA, but ended up switching her career path to follow her passion for social media. Today, she works with brands such as Beautycon and Juicy Couture. She helps manage special social media projects for them. Hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Let's get started. So tell me, what made you switch your whole career path from being a pre-med student into following a career in social media? Well, when I got to college, and I mean, everyone says this too, everyone says, you know, when you get to college, um, things get harder, and it really tests your ability to pursue whatever career that it is you go in thinking that you want. Um, So I got to college, and I started taking all of the classes like biology and chemistry and physics. And while I was good at it in high school, um, I found that I didn't enjoy it. When I was starting to take it in college, it was becoming more in depth and a lot more difficult. And I think it really revealed to me that I might have only liked it because I was good at it, um, but I didn't actually enjoy it. So there was a period of time after I decided that I wanted to give up being pre-med where I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was really searching for something and I was searching for something to give me drive and motivation. And um, I kind of stumbled upon this social media internship and I thought back to when I was younger when I was in high school and I was you know obsessed with influencers and youtubers and I kind of thought oh hey I guess might be fun and I kind of didn't even know that it could be a career but then I discovered that it could be and it changed my whole life yeah I can definitely see what you mean on that note what do you think is the most rewarding part of social media what has been your favorite project or How do you think social media is different than the traditional media outlets that most people are used to? Um, I think that the most rewarding part of social media and kind of the way that it's different from traditional media really do go together because I think for me, the most rewarding part of social media and kind of, I guess, what drives me to continue pursuing it is that it's really, really close to the consumer. And by that, I mean, you know, it's so personal. You know, people scroll through Instagram on their phones every day when they're in waiting rooms, you know, when they're in class, you know, all these kinds of places and at multiple times during the day, people are always on their phone looking at social media. Um, You know, people are liking and commenting on things. So it really reaches a personal part of people's lives that media like television and movies doesn't necessarily reach. And so I think that that can be really rewarding because if you're posting about stuff that means a lot to you, or if you're posting about a message that means a lot to you, then you can post it with the knowledge that you're reaching people in a very personal place in their lives. Um, 
We see it in things like influencers who advocate for positive body image, right? That reaches people in a place that's really, really personal. It can be the difference between somebody looking in the mirror and thinking, you know, that they don't like what they see, that they should look like other people. And it can be the difference between that and people saying, you know what? This person I follow on Instagram, you know, they're advocating for body positivity and they're advocating for, you know, the message that everyone's beautiful. So maybe I should I should adapt that into my own life. And so I think that is truly the difference between traditional media, traditional media like television and movies. Um, that's something, you know, people only watch during certain times of the day. It kind of involves a lot more. It, it's very systematic, I guess, whereas social media is really unregulated. So um, I think that that's really unique and special. Um, as far as my favorite project goes, I, in general, in my job, I do a lot of different things. Um, I do some more administrative work where I, you know, work with spreadsheets and whatnot. I do community management, obviously, um, for accounts where I kind of reach out to people to draw an audience. But I think my favorite part of my job is going to the events. Um, so we have a lot of clients that hold events and that do really cool things around LA. And as their social media managers, we're responsible for taking content of those things. So if somebody's having an event, well, we should have someone there on site taking Instagram stories so we can have them share it with their followers. So I'm largely responsible for doing that. Um, I'm always super down to go to events. And my favorite event that I've been to was um, an opening hosted by uh, one of our clients. Um, her name was Shawnee Darden. She's a celebrity esthetician, so that's skincare facials. Um, she does like Shay Mitchell's skin, like Jessica Alba. And so she had an opening for her new studio in Beverly Hills, um, her first studio, her first official studio um, after doing facials from home. Um, so she had it all catered. There was an open bar. Um, we got to walk around the studio and see the different rooms and kind of, you know, see the different equipment. Um, she had her whole skincare line on display and the guest list was just to die for. I mean, it was one of the first events I'd ever gone to. And it was like Jessica Alba was there. Leah Michelle was there. Um, you know, Amy Adams was there, like there were just so many cool people that I grew up, you know, seeing on TV and seeing all over Instagram. And so that was kind of like really my first introduction into the close community that is Los Angeles media. And um, from then on, I've, I've just fallen in love with it. So I'd say that's definitely my favorite project. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It definitely seems like social media is very glamorous. And there's a lot of plus sides like going to events. But on another note, what do you think is the most difficult part of social media? Um, I would say that there's probably multiple answers to this question. Um, for me, at least in my job, and I think the hardest part of my job, and people who kind of work in a similar part of the industry that I do, which is kind of management of social media accounts, um, the hardest part is really the fact that social media is so unregulated. So there's really no system in place for, you know, what jobs there are or what the formula is for getting big on social media or, you know, 
the way things should be run. It's such a new industry. So, you know, like in TV, you know what the jobs are, right? There's, you know, the camera crew, the producer, the director, the receptionist at the front desk. Like, you know, there's there's these kind of really rigid descriptions of like who does what and in what way it's done. Um, but social media is so new. So there hasn't really been enough time to kind of establish that foundation and that structure. So what that amounts to basically is me and the people I work with and my boss, the woman who runs the company, we're all just kind of improvising in terms of organization. So it's like the reason I do so many unique jobs and the reason I have such a wide breadth of stuff that I do is because um, we're just kind of working as we go. And I'm sure that that will change over time um, as it always does. But I'd say that's a really challenging part right now is kind of just um, establishing that organization um, where there is none yet. I would say on the um, influencer side um, and on the side of the people who have social media accounts, you know, if people have questions of, you know, how do I do social media? Like, how do I become an influencer? I would say there's a couple hard things about that. First of which is just gaining followers. You know, it is a new industry, but it's not new enough right now for it to be easy to get big. Um, there's a lot of competition right now. As soon as people realize that posting videos on YouTube and posting pictures on Instagram was a way for them to not only get famous, but to make money, people jumped on it really, really quickly. So the market right now is so, so full. So, I mean, while that can be discouraging to some, um, to some, you know, they should be encouraged by the fact that now it's really based on who you are and how unique you can be and what you have to offer, less so about who gets there first. Um, and then as for people who have established a following, people who have a couple thousand to a couple million followers, the biggest challenge I would say is, um, first of all, keeping up with the job because it's a busy job. You always have to be attending meetings, answering emails, you know, paying attention to what's popular, what's trendy. But also, since you are so close to your followers, it can be a challenge because it's easy to make mistakes. You can post an Instagram story one day, you know, it's so easy to record a 10 second video and, and hit upload. And then you realize 20 minutes later that you've said something that you regret saying. Maybe you're in a mood or maybe you're feuding with somebody and you say something that you regret. It's hard to come back from that. And because it's so unregulated, it is easy to do that. So I would say people just kind of need to look out for that. And I would say the biggest challenges kind of all in all come from how new and how unregulated the industry is. As far as positives and negatives go, um, I think that this is a super valid question because to the outside perspective, it kind of seems like influencers have it all. I mean, you you heard me. They're paid up to like $30,000 to just post a picture on the internet. I mean, it doesn't seem super hard, um, you know, and we'll get into that. But I think a big positive is that these people ultimately get to make their own schedule. And I think that's a huge advantage and huge appeal of this job is that they get to make their own hours. They don't have to work nine to five. Yes, there is some schedule constraints when you have to go do photo shoots and you have to have meetings and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, outside of those kind of isolated events, you get to wake up whenever you want, you get to go wherever you want, as long as you're creating content that is appealing. Um, you know, Along with that, another huge positive is, as I mentioned, the money. 
the money is so good for what they're doing. And, and so that's a huge thing too. Um, you know, these people are making a great living doing what they're doing and they don't have set hours. So, I mean, there you go. It kind of does sound like the best job ever. Um, I would say it definitely is a good job, but I think the negatives of influencer marketing is, it has mostly to me to do with, with mental health. And I think that extends beyond just the influencers themselves. Um, I think the people who work in the industry definitely feel it too. I would say I've been through some things related to this, but it's just mental health and self-image. As an influencer, your job is to churn out content that people are going to like. So what's your greatest fear? That people aren't going to like you anymore. Because when people don't like you anymore, your livelihood goes away, your money goes away. So, you know, that can be really dangerous for the mental health. You know, it's like, it's constantly, oh, you know, does my makeup look good today? Does my hair look good today? Is my outfit, you know, Instagrammable? Like, you know, did I gain weight? You know, all this stuff. And, it, and I think that it's a big danger, the, the amount it kind of goes through people's heads at all times of the day, because it is their whole life. It's their job. It's their personal life. It's everything. And then as far as people in the community goes, you know, this it's contagious, this kind of obsession with how you look to other people. It can be contagious and it makes people think, you know, oh, well, you know, this person's rich and beautiful and they focus a lot on their appearance. So maybe I should do the same thing. Um, and so I think that that's honestly the biggest downside to this whole industry. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad industry because of it, but I think that if anyone's looking to become an influencer or work in the social media space, you know, um, you should be aware of this and definitely take measures in your daily life to combat this, you know, telling yourself that you are beautiful and important no matter what you look like, telling yourself, you know, a couple likes doesn't matter and it's not worth all this stress. So what advice would you give to someone who's looking to start a career in social media, who is looking for a starting point? What would you suggest that they do? I would say if someone's looking to get into the industry um, on the non-influencer side specifically, um, there are several ways of doing so. I can say for me personally, um, I kind of touched on this a tiny bit before, but I basically found an internship at the social media agency I currently work at. And eventually I was promoted from an intern to a, an actual, um, you know, manager um, for the company. Um, so the way I found it was basically I went to this website, um, you know, a little shout out, um, internqueen.com. Um, they came and spoke at my sorority about um, the website. And so I, you know, I was newly on pre-med and I kind of, you know, needed some direction. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to browse and see what there is. Um, and, and it kind of, showed up and it kind of caught my eye. So, so that is one way you can always look for an internship or an apprenticeship or some kind of work learn situation where you can kind of learn the tricks of the trade and then kind of build your resume to eventually apply for a position in the community. Um, a good way to find jobs and internships within social media um, is a website called ilovecreatives.com. 
Um, this is a great website. And so, so, so many creatives use it to find jobs. There are job postings and internship postings for graphic designers, for social media managers, for artists, for everyone. And there are tons and tons of social media internships and jobs on that website. So I would say that is definitely a fantastic starting point. Um, if you're feeling a little bit more like you want to kind of work more in the influencer side of things, as opposed to managing a company's Instagram, um, I'd say another way you can do it is just by cold email. Um, a lot of influencers have their business emails in their Instagram bios, or there's like a button where you can just click email and you can shoot them an email um, and just state that you're interested in any kind of open social media positions they may have on their team. And you can just send over your resume and a a quick cover letter. Um, and that can be a great way to kind of get your name out there. Um, it doesn't always work. Um, I would say you get responded to about 5% of the emails you send that way, um, depending on how many followers they have, but it really is worth a shot. I have so many friends in the community that got their start in social media by doing that. Um, so, you know, you really have nothing to lose. So if that's a, a way you want to get in and you kind of want to, you know, maybe be an assistant or be an intern for an influencer, like that is such a good way to do it. And they always appreciate the initiative if they see your email. Um, so I'd say those are the main ways. So you mentioned that companies are looking for social media managers. So what does it look like to work for a company and what's the difference between working for a company and for a person such as an influencer? This is a great question. And this is something that I haven't really touched on yet. Um, but there is a big distinction between the two. And it really depends on what kind of person you are um, in making a decision like, oh, do I want to work for a person or do I want to work for a company? Um, and it's true, companies are looking for social media managers. And that is all across the board. Every company now is hopping on the social media trends. So um, my dad actually works for um, Red Digital Cinema, um, which makes movie cameras, like the cameras that, you know, shot, you know, Marvel movies, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like we're talking like high level movie cameras. They just hired a social media manager. So yeah, companies from all industries are really hopping on the social media train. So that is is causing a lot of jobs to open up. So many jobs are opening up in the social media world for social media managers and marketers and social media teams that companies are hiring in-house to um, run their, their social media platforms. Um, and kind of what that looks like is it, it's very systematic, um, I would say. I mean, depending on the company you're working for, but the whole company structure is very systemized and very streamlined. I mean, that's you know, if, if anyone's ever trained, you know, lean six Sigma, you know, efficiency, um, the company blueprint. Um, so, so the social media positions kind of fall into that. Um, when you're working for a brand, you can really expect for everything to be, um, basically trickled down to a process. So, you know, just to kind of clarify what that means, like, Whereas maybe working for an influencer, it'd be like, oh, can we schedule a shoot next week, you know, to, to, to announce the launch of my new product. A company would be more like, hey, we need to schedule a shoot next month, 
you know, for this campaign, because this campaign's launching, you know, it's a fashion brand, the campaign's launching soon, you know, it's, it's planned way in advance, there is a marked out schedule, there's a person you're reporting to, there are people reporting to you, and everyone is really focused on how we can make those processes more efficient. Um, and, and this can be really good for people who are all about this organization, you know, type A people, you know, always, you know, people who don't really like to do things on the fly, you know, we like it to be really planned, carefully strategized, and that's what you're going to get with, with any professional company, at least. Um, you know, two, like when you work with a company, you have to coordinate all of your social media happenings and all the stuff you're posting about to what the company's doing, right? So if you're working for, say, the fashion brand, um, and they're doing their fall launch of their fall fashion line, they're going to be putting out billboards, commercials, they're going to have a runway show. And you as the social media manager, you need to be in tune and you need to be right there on the same schedule as everyone else. So, you know, couple days before the fashion show, you're going to post about it, you know, a couple days before the collection launches, oh, announcing, you know, launching a collection. So it's kind of all about teamwork and really aligning everyone's goals. And that's kind of the basis for the functioning of any, any good and any um, company that works really well. Now, working for an influencer is a bit different. Um, and I would say it's not as different as you might think, but influencers, YouTubers, Working for one person um, or, you know, a couple people, that is a lot more on the fly usually, at least nowadays. Um, you're kind of, instead of a collective team effort for company means or company operations, you're now working in the space of a collective team effort on behalf of a singular person's brand. Um, and it is a lot of the same things, you know, like maybe your influencer is attending the premiere of Frozen 2 in a few days. Um, you know, you're going to be responsible for posting those pictures, um, you know, but you are at the mercy of whoever you're working for. You know, if they tell you, oh, you know, we got to post this picture, it's got to be up within the next 10 minutes, you got to be ready for that kind of stuff. That happens a lot less at, at companies. Um, but I would say, too, working with influencers can sometimes be way less overwhelming for someone who's new in the industry because you're only focused on the one person and everything that they're doing. Whereas working with a company, again, you have to interface with a lot of other people to get stuff done. Um, so I'd say those are kind of the main differences. And, you know, I hope that this can kind of provide a guideline for whoever's trying to work in the social media industry as to um, where they should go looking for jobs. And to conclude our episode, do you have any final comments, any extra advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, it might be really cliche and corny, but just follow your heart and follow your passions. You know, um, social media was like not a job a few years ago. And I mean, half of our parents, you know, at this age, like as college students, like our parents would laugh at us working, quote unquote, in social media, like for money, you know, like, how are you going to make a good living off of that? Well, you know, now people can and it is a job. And um, I would say so many students and so many people in general, no matter what area of life you're in, or no matter what stage you're in, no matter how old you are, 
so many people are so misled focusing on, you know, well, I should chase a career that has jobs and high paying jobs. Um, you know, especially students, students, you know, I want to be a doctor because that's where the money's at. That's not going to get you the fulfillment that following a passion is going to give you. Um, so follow your passion because if you're passionate about something, there is likely jobs in that area. And if there isn't, make the jobs. You'll be the person who creates, you know, whatever industry you, you want to go in. Um, and I understand it's hard. And I understand that, you know, people who are older, who aren't students, you know, you have to pay the bills, you have to feed your kids, you have to take a job that maybe you don't like to get, get by and get through. But the key in that is making time for the things that you love. And if you can work a job that maybe you don't like as much and then go home, spend time with your family and then make time for a hobby of yours, that hobby could eventually grow into something that could pay your bills. And so I think that um, no matter where you are, always follow passion. And it, if you don't know what your passion is, which is what a lot of people are, are facing, it's what I was faced with when I left pre-med, you know, try new things. Because most likely you have more than one passion. So find one and either make a living doing it or do it as a hobby because it will bring you joy and it will prevent you from feeling like your life is dull and monotonous. And, and that would, I mean, that's kind of a depressing note to end on, but um, <laughs> I hope that that helps somebody. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jessica. Yay. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week on the Stella Oak Mavens podcast.